What's cracking, Chiefs Kingdom? It is Red Friday. I am fired up. It's finally here. We've got football for the next four months or so. It's a beautiful day, and I appreciate you for being here. I'm Joe Summers. This is the Arrowhead Attic Betting Show. We've got a lot to get to today. We've got the Chiefs playing the Saints this Sunday. It's a beautiful thing to say out loud. I've got the number one Chiefs bet that you need to make this Sunday. Even though it's preseason, we've got a trend that's going to help you bring some cash in. We've also got other preseason trends to consider. And I'm going to take a look around the league, who I think is going to win best divisional values, who's going to win their division. We'll look at the best player props across the league, the biggest surprise teams that I think are going to have a big year, and the biggest disappointments. Jets fans might want to turn away for that one. But I'm looking forward to it. Couldn't be more thrilled that you're here. I want to thank not only you, but also Sean Daly for running this thing behind the screens. And it's about time to get into it. So the Chiefs play this Sunday as three-point underdogs against the Saints. And there's one angle. I've seen a lot of people discuss Andy Reid's history of preseason, whether or not we're going to play the starters a long time. But there is one angle and I'm going to let you in on a little secret, because if you're watching this, well, I consider you a family and we like family around here. And if you like Arrowhead Addict and you like families, we'd really appreciate it if you'd consider becoming a member of our Arrowhead Addict family. Arrowhead Addict members get exclusive access to special emojis, loyalty badges you can use during our live YouTube streams like this one. And they also get an invite to a private Discord where you can hang out with our hosts, talk, chat, talk about movies, Chiefs football, beer, whatever you want. Honestly, the show is yours. Check out the link about joining in the description below or wherever you get this podcast. We really appreciate your support. And as a bonus, if you join, you also get access to special member-only happy hours that we do once a month. We just had one last week, and it was a blast. If you were there, awesome. If you missed out, we look forward to seeing you next month. So enough for the secrets. So we've got the Chiefs against the Saints. You may have seen that Andy Reid historically is not a very good against the spread coach for uh, for the preseason. He's, he's no John Harbaugh of the Ravens. He is only 33 and 37 and one in his career against the spread, losing winning percentage, obviously. But he does have a couple of tendencies that we can take advantage of, especially against a team with a roster that frankly, isn't quite as good as ours. So I, I did a little bit of research. I, I looked back over the last several years of the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, with Andy Reid. Some Chiefs fans have complained that Andy Reid leaves his starters in a little bit too long. Personally, I don't want Patrick Mahomes to play a down to, on Sunday, but it does seem that he's likely to play at least one series, probably leave some of the defensive starters in for a few series and see what happens. And because of Andy Reid's tendency to lead the starters in a little bit longer. The Chiefs have dominated the first quarter and the first half spreads of preseason games. Usually stay away from preseason betting because it's a crapshoot. But if our starters are going to be in the game for a little bit and our starters are better than everyone else's, then it kind of makes sense to capitalize on the moments that those players will be on the field. So over our last eight preseason games, the Chiefs are 5-1-2 and two outright in the first half. So five wins, one loss, two ties. Despite that, Caesars Sportsbook has the Chiefs as 1.5 point underdogs, meaning that we would have covered that spread as underdogs in seven of our last eight 
preseason games. And if you look back to 2018, pre-COVID years, the last time that we outright lost a first quarter was the last game of 2018. That's a stretch of 10 straight preseason games. Andy Reid's notorious for his game plans, how great they are, and we tend to dominate those early moments in the preseason. I haven't yet seen any first quarter bets available, but Caesars does have the first half. So I'm jumping all over the Chiefs in the first half. I expect Mahomes, or at least a fair dose of our starters, to play one or two series and probably score. The Saints have one of the league's worst offensive lines. They brought in Derek Carr, yes, but their defense isn't very good. Michael Thomas is coming off of an injury. He probably won't play. And as they're adjusting to their new process, we'll be a well-oiled machine. It's possible that the Saints come back in the second half when we've got, you know, all our third and fourth stringers in the game, but not early on. So the number one bet that you need to make for the Chiefs preseason week one game against New Orleans is plus one and a half in the first half against the Saints. A win there would improve us to eight and one against the spread over our last nine preseason games in that stretch and six, one and two overall or excuse me, an outright money line bets. They have us at plus 115 if you'd rather just take us to win outright. But regardless, the Chiefs in the first half is the play to make. Which does kind of kind of beg the question about preseason betting in, in general is how you evaluate what games to bet on, which ones to stay away from, which trends actually matter. Because I mean, it's kind of hard to bet on a game where no one's actually trying to win. Like they're kind of just trying to make it through without injury, keep the pride intact, maybe share a few jokes along the way. It's kind of like a a family monopoly game night. Like you're not necessarily really trying to win, which makes it hard to bet on. So personally, typically speaking, I tend to stay away from preseason bets unless You've got a fantastic angle like the one that we've got here with the Chiefs. Andy Reid's a much better coach than Dennis Allen, and I expect him to show that. And if you look back at those games, a lot of those first half scores were 7-3, to 10-7, to 14-7. So not a lot of scoring. So if you're like me and you believe in Patrick Mahomes, you believe in the Chiefs offense, you think that we'll score on the first or second drive or both, then that might be enough points to go ahead and cover the spread already. So we don't need to think too far into this. And hopefully that'll be the way that we can make some profit on this. And I'd also recommend, especially because it's the preseason, that it's a great time to start looking around at some of the different sports books that are offered in your state to see what promos you may or may not have already signed up for. And luckily, we're here to help with that. If you're looking to place some bets in the NFL season, we've got the perfect one-stop shop for all of your sports betting needs go to arrowheadaddict.com slash bets for a variety of sportsbook promos that you can use to maximize your winnings every time you sign up for one of our promotions through that link arrowheadaddict.com slash bets you're directly supporting the podcast These promotions are consistently changing as well. So it's important to remember that if you maybe don't love a promo at one particular site, then just come back next week and and see if anything has changed. It's a a very voluminous industry. So there's always always new competition, always new promotions that you can take advantage of. Head over to arrowheadaddict.com slash bets by scanning the QR code on the screen, clicking the link in the description of this video, or just by typing it in arrowheadaddict.com forward slash bets. 
check the episode description for more info. One of those promotions that we have listed on that page is a Caesar Sportsbook promo that you can use for that first half bet. So go ahead, sign up for Caesars through that link, hop on board, Chiefs first half. It's a great way to start our season with some green. And, you know, I was a little bit on, I was trying to be on brand today because we've got, we've got a little bit of red, had a cherry limeade, red for Chiefs Friday, green for all this money that we're about to make. But looking around the league, there are a few other places that I think that we can bring some cash in and maybe get myself a few more green plants if things go well. There are a lot of preseason trends that you'll see, but the number one that people have been capitalizing on for years, myself included, is the Baltimore Ravens and John Harbaugh. A lot of coaches don't try to win preseason games. Harbaugh tries to win preseason games. He kind of treats them like his brother Jim at Michigan, like those early early week games in college football where you just want to crush the opponent. That's basically how the Ravens treat this. In his career, John Harbaugh is 38-16-1 against the spread in the preseason. They've won 23 consecutive preseason games. That uh, I might have been in high school by the time that that, that streak started. They're 20 and three, 20 wins, three losses against the spread in that stretch. They're currently minus four and a half over the Eagles. And you might be scared. The Eagles have a really deep roster just in the Super Bowl. They looked amazing. And that's fair. I won't blame you if you're a little bit scared off. But in a situation like this one, especially with the Eagles coming off of a long playoff run where Players complaining about the turf and all these injuries and things like that. I don't expect them to have their foot down on the gas the same way that Harbaugh and this new look Ravens team will be. Lamar Jackson's apparently going to have a brand new spread out offense under Todd Monken, new offensive coordinator out of Georgia. Georgia's offense is pretty good. If you watch college football the last couple of years, turned Stetson Bennett into a superstar. So I will also, on top of the Chiefs in the first half, be taking the Ravens minus four and a half against the Eagles. Another factor that I look for in these early preseason games is considering the depth of the rosters. I think that we saw it a little bit on display last night when the Houston Texans emerged victorious despite C.J. Stroud struggling. Look at teams' rosters and think about who has a good backup quarterback. Probably don't have to care too much about the third string, but that second string quarterback, those are the guys that are typically going to play a little bit longer and can get you a victory. Davis Mills played really well last night for the Texans. They covered for betters. They won you some money if you bet on them. Conversely, if you look at a team with a really bad backup quarterback, it's probably not going to work out too well for you. So teams that I'm looking at that kind of fill that mold, I'm looking at a guy like Gardner Minshew over with Indianapolis. Anthony Richardson is making his debut. He's going to probably play a decent amount. And then you've got Gardner Minshew, who's got a lot of experience in the league, coming in to back him up. So the Colts are a team that I'm going to be targeting as well this week. Consider the rosters. Consider their motivations. If you have an aging quarterback, they're probably not going to play much, if at all. If you've got a young upstart that needs some time with a veteran that they're replacing, such as a Davis Mills or uh, sort of like the Gardner Minshew, even though he came over from a different team. Those are the ones to target. But otherwise, be weary of preseason betting because, well, like I said, they're not exactly trying to uh, to win the games. 
So we've got two bets locked in this weekend already. And I want to take a moment as well to landscape the league and and look around at what what news has popped up, what things that we're seeing that might help provide some value to our futures bets. And we've already learned that betting betting futures bets right now in the preseason can give us value. Uh, two weeks ago in the first show before it was off last week for No Red Friday, the we had several player futures that we've already seen the lines move in our direction. Patrick Mahomes, I told you now is the perfect time to bet him to win MVP. We got him at plus 700 odds right after the Joe Burrow injury, which is still a little bit murky. We don't know when he's coming back. Told you that was going to happen. As a result, Mahomes now leads the field at plus 600. He's fallen a full you know, 100 of the, of the value. So that's a huge advantage for us. And if we get closer and Joe Burrow is going to miss more time, it'll keep creeping down. So if you like a player's outlook for the season, now's a great time to bet them. But Mahomes isn't the only one that we saw improvement on. Sky Moore's receiving prop went up from 575 yards to 600. He's listed as the starter on the unofficial depth chart. That helps us. Travis Kelsey went up a little bit as well from 1,050 to 1,075. So even though they're just little incremental improvements, it still gives us value. And by the way, if you haven't gotten in on any of those three bets yet, I'm still full steam ahead. All those three, Sky Moore over, Travis Kelsey over, Patrick Mahomes MVP, and then Isaiah Pacheco as well, although his line hasn't really moved at all. Though that the Chiefs haven't signed a veteran running back on the market, like a Ezekiel Elliott or Dalvin Cook or someone like that, not that I expected them to, but that they haven't still provides evidence that Isaiah Pacheco is in for a really big season. So if you're locking these bets in, you might have some extra cash by the end of the year. What better way to spend that extra cash than, well, some Arrowhead Addict swag? You want to get swagged out? This is the spot to be. Arrowhead Addict has you covered with our exclusive merch store. Now, by clicking on the link in the description below, we've got everything from shirts, hoodies, beach towels, hats, even a sweet pint glass to drink your game day along and enjoy the game from the comfort of your couch. But that's not all. We've also got a promo code for this week's listeners. So tune in, pay attention, write this down. Use the code PRESEASON1. That's the number one, not the word. PRESEASON1 to get 15% off of your order today. And make sure to use that fast because it expires this Sunday. If you wait until after the game is over, you might forget. So take advantage because you already know that you're going to be cashing this week anyway by backing John Harbaugh and the Chiefs in the first half. Fingers crossed. It is the preseason. So rep the podcast, save a bit of money while you're at it. We really appreciate it, and it helps make our lives a lot easier. So while we've got those Chiefs futures already locked in, there's several that I discussed. I was looking at the board over over this week, and there are a couple more that I want to add. So first, I saw over at FanDuel that you can get the Chiefs to go undefeated in the AFC West, go 6-0, at plus 650 odds. $100 $100 to win $650 for us to go 6-0 against the Raiders, Chargers, and Broncos. Patrick Mahomes is 27-3 and in his career against the AFC West, so he does this with regularity. And not only that, but so you could get plus 650, plus 650 excuse me, odds on FanDuel for undefeated in the AFC West. But DraftKings has our over-under for divisional wins at just four and a half which is a number that we've eclipsed for years, even back to the Alex Smith days where we won a ton of divisional games. Under Andy Reid, we dominate the AFC West, won seven straight titles. 
Over four and a half divisional wins gets you plus 135 odds. I love that. Sign me up. Add to the Chiefs divisional portfolio. We're rocking and rolling. I've gone 15 minutes and been remiss not to mention the biggest storyline that's going on right now. Chris Jones and his holdout. He's sending cryptic tweets like crazy. His Instagram stories all over the place. We don't know what's going on. I'm a little bit confused, but I think that gives us some value. DraftKings has Chris Jones, or excuse me, FanDuel, FanDuel, not DraftKings. FanDuel has Chris Jones to get 10 or more sacks at minus 115. That's almost even money. You'll remember he had 15 and a half last year. He averages roughly three-fourths of a sack per game. So we don't even need him to play the full season to get to 10. And the way I see it is one of two things. Either one, Chris Jones is going to not sign a contract with the Chiefs, but he's still going to report and eventually play the games. Maybe he misses one or two weeks. Then he's in a contract year. Therese Paler taught us the contract year is undefeated. If Chris Jones is on a contract year, he might eclipse that 15 and a half sack number. Alternative, he signs his deal. He comes back, plays as normal, is still the game-wrecking beast that we know. And it's another really easy path to get to 10-plus sacks. So I'm adding those two to our futures portfolio, a Chris Jones 10-plus sacks, and then a Chiefs to go undefeated in the division and over four and a half wins in the division. So I suppose that that's, suppose that that's three. So we've got our Chiefs bets covered. We, we, we know what we're doing in preseason week one. But that gives us an opportunity to now kind of survey the rest of the league and see what's going on, see what players are popping out. I've already discussed how we like to parlay the Chiefs and the Jags to win their respective divisions at plus 156. But there's a few other divisional bets that I like as well. I'll start within the AFC West. You're not going to like to hear this. I know, I know, I know. I like the Chargers to get over nine and a half wins. I think lost. I think Justin Herbert's in for a career year in Los Angeles. They finally gotten rid of the old offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi, who limited the man with the bazooka arm to just tossing out like dice at a table, doing short little passes instead of actually utilizing his cannon. He's gone to the Broncos. So I like to pair the Chargers over nine and a half with a new offense that will actually utilize their players, with the Broncos under eight and a half. Everyone's all aboard the Sean Payton hype train. I'm not buying it. I don't believe in Russell Wilson. And you brought in perhaps the league's worst offensive coordinator to try to right the ship. Sean Payton can have all the offensive brilliance that he wants. I'd feel a lot better about it if they didn't just move to like a Nathaniel Hackett 2.0. So Broncos under and Chargers over. The teams that I'm really trying to target with these futures bets are, are ones that have good offensive lines. If you look around the, the performances of the last several years, the surprise teams that come out of nowhere, say the Titans when they made the AFC championship game and had the one seed, they had really good offensive lines. The battle of the trenches helps determine a lot. And that's one of the reasons I'm on the Chargers, because Pro Football Focus has them ranked as a top 10 line. But it's also one of the reasons that I am completely fading the Jets. The Jets are on my personal do not bet list. I might prove to be very wrong. That's possible. I know a lot of people love the Jets with adding Aaron Rodgers. I'm not one of them. The Jets have a bottom five offensive line from football, pro football focus. Aaron Rodgers looked not Aaron Rodgers like last year. He looked like he was 40 years old. I'm only 28. My back hurts just standing up. I can't imagine being 40 years old and getting hit by a whole bunch of guys running around for your life. But the big argument that a lot of people are making in favor of the Jets is that not only do they have a good defense, but that Aaron Rodgers was injured last year. And this year, he'll be healthy, he'll be much improved. 
Possibly, maybe for the first few weeks, except you know what makes it a lot easier to get hurt? If you get hit all the time behind one of the league's worst offensive lines. So he's either going to be throwing really short passes, the line's going to improve dramatically, or he's going to have to have like an Iron Man suit back there to hold up over the whole season. I expect him to, I wouldn't say necessarily expect, it's well within the realm of possibility that he misses a little bit of time and then causes the Jets to miss the playoffs as well. So I'm out on the Jets. They're one of my biggest fades this year. But I am interested in a team with a really good offensive line. The Falcons. You can get them at plus 230 to win the NFC South. I mentioned earlier, I don't love the Saints roster. But I think that the Falcons under Arthur Smith kind of have a strong identity now. They've got an excellent offensive line. Bijan Robinson is going to explode. Rookie of the year, easy. Maybe an offensive player of the year candidate as well, depending on how much they use him. So they're a team that, that I like to target because they remind me a lot of those Titans teams. Who knows what Desmond Ritter will be? Ryan Tannehill was okay. It wasn't that great to begin with. But they had a dynamic, incredible running back behind a strong offensive line and a strong defense with a good coach. And every single year, the Titans surprised people. I see the Falcons kind of doing that in the same in the same vein. So I'm targeting the Falcons in the NFC, fading the Jets. And along, alongside the best fades, I, I've, got, I've got to mention the Raiders. You can get the Raiders right now at plus 1,300 to be the, have the worst record in the league. They're the final AFC West team that, I mean, frankly, it looks like the coach is on his way out. Josh McDaniel has been horrible over there. We don't know what's going on with Jimmy Garoppolo. Josh Jacobs is still out of camp, even talking about wanting to come to the Chiefs. The defense is horrendous. There's a lot of warning signs about the Raiders. And considering that they have to play four games against the Chargers and Chiefs, I do think the Broncos are better. They could go 1-5 and five or 0-6 oh in the division easy, and then you're looking at the rest of the schedule trying to find where the, the losses might come. The current leaders in the clubhouse for worst record in the NFL are, for the most part, teams in the NFC. But in my opinion, that's backwards. The NFC is a much worse conference. It's a lot less top heavy. So it's much easier for bad teams to win games against NFC teams. Look at the AFC. Top 10 teams basically are loaded. So if you're one of the bottom feeders, that difference is going to be exacerbated to a much larger degree than it would be in the NFC. So I'm sprinkling on the Raiders at plus 1,300 to have the worst record in the league this year. I think that should be closer to around plus five or 600. So those are kind of the some of the teams that I'm looking at and fading. Uh, but there was one, one more thing, one more avenue that I wanted to discuss real quick uh, before we move on to some more Chiefs bets and Super Bowl possibilities was look at the schedules for teams to start the season. That's one of the main reasons I'm out on the Jets. They have a really difficult schedule to start the year. Uh, they've got the Bills, the Cowboys, the Chiefs, Patriots, uh, maybe a win. Broncos, Eagles, Chargers. These are all teams that could easily make the their respective conference championship games. And that's how the era of Aaron Rodgers is going to start in New York, is facing maybe the league's most difficult schedule to start the year. So even if you like the Jets, just wait to put a bet in. If they start the season one and four or two and three, you're going to have better odds on a team like that. Conversely, a team like the Falcons has an easy schedule to open the season. So look at those schedules. I, I honestly just opened up what the Texans, the Cardinals schedules and, and went through those to see who they were playing early and kind of went from there. If you have some easy wins early, that's going to create value for you down the road. 
So on that note, value down the road, one of my favorite things is to place a little, pick two teams to make the Super Bowl and, and place a bet on that. Last year over at Bet Sided, I picked the Chiefs over the Eagles. I got it at plus 9,800 right around this time last year. And what do you know? Got really lucky. It worked out. No injuries. Put plus 9,800. That's a $10 bet to win 980. So look at those Super Bowl matchups now as well. Personally, if I, if I were to pick, I think that the Chiefs are going to defeat the Eagles once again. I like the Eagles roster a lot, and I'm not going to pick against the Chiefs. Chiefs over Eagles, much worse value than last year, but it's plus 2,800. And if we get to the conference championships and both teams are there, I expect them to be, then you can start finding other ways to bet to guarantee yourself a profit. The only other team that I'm really considering with that uh, possible Super Bowl matchup bet is going to be the, excuse me, the Cowboys. I like what Dak has as far as weapons. They're added Brandon Cooks. He's an excellent receiver relative to his rep reputation. Defense might be the league's best. Tony Pollard finally taking the backfield. I could see the Cowboys making a run. The only thing they have to overcome is Mike McCarthy. And Aaron Rodgers did it once, won a Super Bowl. I don't think the Cowboys win the Super Bowl, but I do think that there is some value to be had in taking them in a potential Super Bowl bet. Chiefs over Cowboys right now is plus 5,000. Compare that to the Eagles at plus 2,800, and you're getting a huge value. Again, with the fantastic offensive line, I think Dak's going to have a better season. So I would consider placing both the Chiefs over Eagles and the Chiefs over Cowboys bet. Though, if you have a good argument for another team, go ahead and let it rip. I'm wrong all the time. I got one right last year. I missed the three years before that. So hopefully I'll get a second one right this year. But now is the time to look at those long-term markets to try to find some value before the rest of the world catches up on things. And the final thing that I wanted to hit on today is my favorite player props around the league. It, I can in good conscience recommend a lot of preseason bets besides the ones that I already have. But there are a lot of player props around the league, guys, young players that I'm expecting big jumps forward from. The first of which actually comes from the Saints. Chris Olave, stud wide receiver out of Ohio State that had a sensational rookie season. He, you can get him right now at over 1,025 and a half yards. He eclipsed that number last year with the corpse of, of Andy Dalton throwing him the ball. And as much as I don't love Derek Carr, he's a lot better than the corpse of Andy Dalton. So Chris Olave is going to be the focal point leader of that offense. Michael Thomas is aging and injury prone. They'll be down a lot because the defense isn't what it used to be besides Cameron Jordan. They'll need to pass. Olave will be the beneficiary. And we know Derek Carr can support wide receiver ones from all of his days with the Raiders, especially in games that they're trailing a lot. So Chris Olave is one of the players I'm targeting with a season-long prop. And so is Devonta Smith. He's only at 925 and a half yards over at FanDuel. He's a dynamic receiver, in my opinion, the best number two wide receiver in the league. Apologies to Jalen Waddle, T. Higgins, and Mike Williams. Devontae Smith is a baller. And with Jalen Hurts looking like he's a better passer now, A.J. Brown commanding double teams, you got Dallas Goddard in the middle. It's going to be another really good season for Devontae Smith. I think he's breaking 1,100 yards. So 925 and a half is an easy over. So we've got two wide receiver props, but I also want to turn over to passers as well. So Mahomes, I, I wasn't going to bet a Mahomes season long prop, but then I saw this 35 and a half touchdown pass prop come up. And Mahomes has cleared that in four straight years. And he had he led the league last year handily. 
This offensive line might be even better after bringing Juwan Taylor and Donovan Smith in. He's got a deeper wide receiver room at the very least. Travis Kelsey's still at the peak of his powers. So Patrick Mahomes, barring injury, I love at over 35 and a half touchdown passes. But he's not the only quarterback I'm targeting. The one that I just recently mentioned, Dak Prescott. So Dak missed five games last season, ended with 23 touchdowns. He threw a lot of interceptions, but interceptions don't matter to touchdown props. His prop is set at 26 and a half touchdown passes. Dak is going to clear 26 and a half touchdown passes in his sleep if he stays healthy. The offense, the offensive line is still amazing. Tony Pollard is an actual real-life receiving threat out of the backfield, unlike Ezekiel Elliott. You're adding Brandon Cooks to an already stout wide receiver core that includes Gallup and uh, C.D. Lamb, excuse me. And I, I love, I love the outlook for Dak's season. I think he's going to end up with around 35, 36, and he's a guy I could see actually push Mahomes for MVP votes as well if all goes according to plan. So those are the, the top ones that I that I'm targeting. And as one bonus for you, because the sun is shining outside and I'm in a good mood, Amon Ross St. Brown, the sun god. I know Sterling, we were talking about it. He loves Amon Ross St. Brown. I'm with him. You can get Amon Ross St. Brown, who emerged as one of the best wide receivers in the league last season, to just clear 1,000 receiving yards. He had over 1,100 last year as he became the focal point of the Lions offense. And they've added some more weapons on offense as well to alleviate double teams and leave him in one-on-one matchups, both on the outside and on the inside. He's a technician with his routes. And I honestly, I think the only reason that we're not considering him one of those top flight receivers is because he was a fourth round draft pick. But as betters, we stay on our toes. We look at the performance, not the pedigree necessarily. So Sun God to get over a thousand yards. So those are my five favorite season long props at this point, other than the ones that I've given you. We got Dak, we got Mahomes, Chris Olave, Devonta Smith, and my guy, the Sun God, Amon Ra St. Brown. So we have very quickly developed a really stellar portfolio here, and I'm excited to see where it goes and excited to see the future over the next few weeks because we're not done yet. I'm going to have a whole board loaded with everything, and I'm looking forward to it. Once we win these preseason bets this week, we'll have a little bit of extra cash in the account to roll with, and then it's game on. Preseason season. Preseason week one is here. Football is back. It's Red Friday. Next week, I'm going to go over some fantasy football strategies because I know a lot of us are going to be drafting. We'll finalize my futures picks. We'll finalize uh, week one bets as well. We'll start discussing them at least. Get those preseason week two bets in, and then we'll be ready to rock and roll. I really appreciate joining. Looking forward to next week. Thank you. Thanks, Sean Daly, for producing this bad boy. And let's go. let's go get some green on this Red Friday. See you next time.